Hey all you heroes, hawks, heralds, crows, pirates, and wardens. Welcome to the Dragon Age Lorecast, where we unpack, discuss, and galaxy brain about all the lore behind the Dragon Age series. We are so excited to bring you this podcast. Every episode, we'll be talking about a different topic in the Dragon Age universe, from character deep dives to exalted marches and elven gods. We will cover it all. There will be spoilers. And always remember, swooping is bad. And welcome to the Dragon Age Lorecast, where we talk about all things Dragon Age and its lore. I am one of your hosts, Austin, also known as Seacup. And I'm your other host, Shelby or Seacup. And we are here with some very special guests because it is that time again. It is time for our monthly patron chat. I cannot talk today. It is time for our monthly patron chat. It is. It is. You are really struggling with your words today, Austin. Words is hard. Where's Tom when I Words are hard. Yeah, fair. Let's go ahead and introduce our patrons. And I'm just going to start with my screen as I always do. And so that's LVCC13 coming all the way from across the great Pacific Ocean. Hi, everyone. I am LVCC13 or Lizzie. It's great to be here. And then also from across the Pacific Ocean somewhere, Lewis. Hey, everyone. Super stoked to be back. And then in the opposite of the ocean, Psych. <laughs> Hi, what's up? And then we have Capricorn Tower. Hey, I'm Capricorn Tower, also known as Nick. And then Steven. Hello, great to be here. And then our neighbor up north from us, Wes. Hi, I spell words like armor and favorite correctly. <laughs> well, congratulations. And then last, but certainly not least, the one from the state that's least Southern. Hi, I'm Kulka Shins. Shelby's going to cut out all of these introductions, so that's why I went for that one. Um, Just for that, I'm not cutting them out. Oh, good. (laughs) He's going to fight me about Kentucky. He's so mad. We'll have words later. I love you, Kulka Shins. Just remember, however mean you are, I can take it out on you at D&D. There. Danger. All right. Anyway, back to Dragon Age. We're here to talk about a topic of who's your favorite ship, I guess, is the right way to do it. Is that not it? Your no. one romance? I don't know what's not, happening. Not at all. That's inaccurate. The um, topic that we're discussing was actually submitted by Wesbotron, and it is what companions do you want to hook up or be in a relationship with each other? So like NPCs, not your player character, who do you want in universe in Dragon Age to get together? Okay. But you acted like I was like a hundred, like way off in left field. Like I was close. You are pretty far out there. No, no, no. I was okay. Stand by it. I think we'll just have to agree to disagree. 
All right. Well, let's just get started before I shove my foot further into my mouth. <laughs> well, do you want me to go through some of the examples that we do have, like of relationships that are in game in um, like certain situations? Sure. Okay, cool. So um, in again, in certain situations, generally, if the player character does not romance the companion, these characters get together. So first, Dorian and Iron Bull can get together in Inquisition. Also in Inquisition, Sarah and Dagna can get together. As we know, in Origins, Isabella and Zevran can get together and have gotten together in the past, probably with other people too. Um, also in Dragon Age 2, Isabella and Fenris can get together if you don't romance either of them. Cole and Meriden can get together under certain, certain situations. Krim and Meriden can also get together. Um, and then Josephine and Blackwall can get together. And then one that I didn't put on here is um, Harding and Professor Kenrick from the Jaws of Hacken DLC. They have a little flirtationship via codex entry in that DLC that you can find. So um, those are some fun little examples of the kinds of relationships that we're talking about. So um, before we get started going around, does anyone have any thoughts or questions so far? No? Okay. Well, I guess who wants to go first? I can go first. So my initial and uh, 100% correct uh, choice is merging characters from Dragon Age 1, your, my best friend, ride or die, Alistair, and in Dragon Age 2, my best friend, ride or die, Aveline. I think they're just the same character, male, but a male and a female version, and I think they get along great. They have the same morals they have the same like they act the same i think they'd be great together also uh she can smack alistair when he's dumb and that seems like something that needs to be done every now and then i think that would only work if alistair was still a great warden and not king because aveline had such a freaking freak out i guess it's the best term for like oh my gosh i'm the guard captain and i like one of my subordinates what do i do also besides the fact that the oh my gosh i like somebody she would never be able to get over that whole oh my god he's the king thing and she would not want to be a queen <laughs> Eveline is not about that life yeah i agree i also a psych in chat said wes with the hot take out of the gate i do agree i think this is a hot take um it is what Wes does. It's his secret talent uh, for having hot takes, but it's not the craziest one out there. I will say it's not the craziest one out there, but um, I agree with you, Lizzie, that I think that Alistair has to be a great warden for it to work. So Wes, I, I guess you're not a fan of Donick then. Um, No, he's kind of just there. <laughs> Uh, so you don't may, like the may, quests getting them together? Uh, the, you know what? I would rather spend my time doing anything else in Dragon Age 2. I thought you were going to say something else that is to remain unspoken and unsaid in my presence. And I was ready to fight you. Uh, also, it might be spite, 
Because if there was one romance I could have in Dragon Age 2, it would be Aveline. Also, she has a thing for Templars already, so that's going for it. That's going for me. Married to the best character in all of Dragon Age. I think you're a little biased there. Are you saying Aveline is the best character in all of Dragon Age? No, no, she married the best character in all of Dragon Age. Templar Wesley. You can't be serious. You can't be serious. I need the defense, Wes. We're waiting. Well, he's just got the best name in the entire series. Like, there's nothing I can say about it. Boo! Everyone, boo this man. Boo! It's very boo. cold. Boo. boo! Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be here all week. Um, anyone want to go next? I will. This is technically cheating, but I will die on this hill. We should have had the option in Dragon Age Inquisition to have a poly relationship with Dorian and the Iron Bull. I will die on this hill. It would have been freaking hilarious. Can you imagine all of the party banter and reactions? Can you imagine Cassandra's reaction? How loud the disgusted noise would potentially have been at some of the crap that came out of everyone else's mouths about that relationship? Well, I mean, if you if you just take Iron Bull's romance scene in Skyhold, which is hilarious, easily the funniest thing that happens in Inquisition and just like add in another factor like, oh, my God, that would have been hilarious. I could see that going two ways. One way, like Dorian walks in with everyone else and he was like, without me, how rude. You guys should have sent a a messenger or he's there, too, and just start sassing everybody. I feel like Mother Giselle would have something to say. She'd have an aneurysm is what she'd have. Yeah, probably something snarky. I wish I could be mean, not mean, but like, I wish I could be as as snarky and unnecessarily rude as she is about Dorian back to her. I feel like we would have to like redo one of a lot of the uh, companion dialogue. I'm just thinking of the Sarah and Iron Bowl conversation about falling through a tree into thick custard and i'm like if i had a kunari inquisitor i feel like we could make so many other food puns this is fair anybody else have thoughts about that or want to go next i will go next because i was almost going to say the same thing but until i was thinking about it and i realized how happy literally so happy it would make me to have Zevran and Alistair get together. Just even just ultimate epitomes of innocence and not innocence. <laughs> experience. We'll go with experience. It would, and he, Zevran would just corrupt Alistair very quickly and it would make me so happy. There are a lot of fix along that, <laughs> along those lines. <laughs> I would pay to hear Wynn's companion dialogue on that show. Oh, so much money. Yes. That would be hilarious. I Also, though, I, I do feel like that has, like, some enemies to lovers themes in there. Because, like, when you first meet Zevran, Alistair hates his guts. Like... He is so mad at you for, like, bringing Zevran into the party. So... Spicy drama. Can you imagine 
this scene in Redcliffe, if you side with the mages, then Inquisition and Alistair comes sauntering in. And you know Zevran would be a spy master if they were together. Like, he wouldn't just be there as arm candy. He'd be like, no, I'm going to work and be your spy master. Those reactions. Liliana would have so many comments in Inquisition about it. Yeah, I definitely feel like they would have, like, a major competition between the two of them. Like, okay, who's going to be better? Whereas, like, Varric as a spy master is just very much like, yeah, I'm never going to be at Liliana's level. We all know it. It's okay. <laughs> Austin, do you want to go next? I guess. Did you come up with an answer beforehand, or are you just now thinking of it? I will let you come to your own conclusions <laughs> about that. Um... I am shocked. I do kind of like the Zevran and Alistair, though, one. I'm thinking about that one. I think that is very, very interesting, though I can't decide. And I guess I'd open this up for discussion. I can't decide if it would be better with an Alistair who's mean or an Alistair who is not mean. Because I don't want to use the other words in relation to Zevran's relationship. Innocent. (laughs) Go with the innocent Alistair. It is far better that way. I don't think that he would stay innocent, though. That whole thing with Goldana, because you know if they were in a relationship, Severin totally would have gone with them into the house. He would have been like, my dude, I love you, but you got to stop being such a pushover. Pushover is not the word he would use. What is this (laughs) podcast rated, Austin? I could also see Zebra in that situation being like, oh, my love, my sweet, don't you worry about that. I will fix all of this. And then assassinating Goldana. He'd be like, oh, my sweet summer child. Let me take care of this. I don't think it would work with uh, hardened Alistair. I think that's how it has to work. (laughs) I hate you. (laughs) You are the worst. (laughs) I can't even comment without dropping this podcast further into the depths of Hades. Um, anyway, I think um, now would be a good time to go to our mid-break. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ah, Hawk stepped in the poopy. I love you. Want a sandwich? All this for me. No, I didn't get Alexius anything. Send him a fruit basket. Everyone loves those. Welcome to the middle of the show where we talk about everything about the podcast that does not have to do with the lore of Dragon Age, but does have to do with this podcast. And so here's where I thank our patrons, like our patrons that we have here. And I'm going to give a special shout out to our patrons who do get shouted out on every episode of the show and so that is obviously one of our first patrons which is genesis also our divine tier patron kit a shout out to them and then obviously our special shout out to lewis h the nug king the one the only and if you'd like to join us on these chats if you'd like to join us on patreon uh 
you can sign up there. You can find the ep- link in the episode description. You can sign up. If you sign up at the first Enchanter tier or higher, you can join us for these chats that we have once a month. And so we greatly appreciate your support there. If you can't support us financially, we get it. Another great way to support us is to leave us ratings and reviews on Apple or Spotify. If you leave us five stars and some kind words, we will read them out on a future episode of the show. Also, you can come and hang out with us on Discord. You can find all these great people with us on Discord. You can find that link in the episode description. You can come and hang out and talk about this show or our other shows, and you can be there with us and just have a great time. And so with that, I am going to turn it back over to Shelby for the rest of the episode. Anyway, let's get back to the show. (laughs) Oh, there. Giant icicle tits. Ice tittles. You're looking for titsicles. Oh, that's good. Yes, and it's a real nice night for an evening. Um... (laughs) You fear barbarians will swoop down upon you. Yes, swooping is bad. Who wants to go next? What's your What's your favorite crack ship? I have a few crack ships, actually. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell them. Tell Tell us all of them. So we have dialogue where if you romance Dorian and Blackwall is in your party, Blackwall's like, so you and the Inquisitor, like how how and dorian's like i can draw you diagrams if you want and so this sparks like blackwall's first gay experience uh energy and i'm like i could i could see that um (laughs) and then the other one was Josephine and Iron Ball because in the scene where she walks in on you, if you romance him, she just stares at Iron Ball's situation and you just know she's like contemplating, like, do I want to try that sometime? And I'm like, yes, you do, Josephine. Um, And I feel like she could also benefit from that sort of BDSM relationship because she's really focused on meeting everyone else's needs and maybe she needs time for herself. These are really good points. I really agree about Josephine. Like she really does. She really does need to loosen up. Like she is so stressed out in inquisition. So I get it. Um, Also, I think Austin needs to share what he put in well, I guess so. I said that Blackwall is baby gay and Dorian is daddy gay. That is not how that dynamic works. <laughs> I don't think he means together. I think he just means in general. I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> I am worried about all of us um, a lot. I'm so, so glad my that. hot take have contributed to such chaos in the chat. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. That That's fair. Um, you know what? Wesbotron makes a good point. He does say his has been the most tame. Shame on all of us. This is fair. I think you opened the, the, the doors into whatever alternate dimension we have landed on um, for this evening. So let's just keep it moving. Um, Psych, do you want to go next? 
Yeah, because now out. I feel like I I gotta I gotta top uh Wes here on on Pod's take here. So let's go with Anders. <laughs> I love this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's chaos. Uh <laughs> I have actually been racking my brain trying to come up with a good one because most of the characters that are your NPCs would just kill him for various reasons. Mass murder, abomination, mage, whatever. Um, I think there is someone who would take him. I came up with one. Um, So we'll bounce back and forth. Uh, I came up with Calpurnia as someone who would put up with an Anders. Specifically a Calpurnia who was either betrayed by uh, Corypheus because because the Inquisitor took the mages. So, you know, that would that leads to the Templars being the big the big ally and no need for Calpurnia anymore. I think they would uh, create a lot of havoc together, but uh, (laughs) that's about as far as I've gotten. Okay, so I definitely, I think we can take an Anders little detour. I'm shipping Anders and Zevran because I think, and this is why I say one, I think one, Ander or Zevran does kind of live for that like broody, tragic romance vibe. So I think that would initially attract him to Anders. But I also think at some point, there would be a point where kind of similar to Alistair where Zevran would be like, oh, the Templars are bothering you. I'll go take care of that. <laughs> it's okay. I'll just, I'll just go take care of that. Yeah. Mm, maybe, maybe I could also see it turning, you know, real bad, real fast. Anders has an episode and Zevran's like, oh, okay. None of that. <laughs> Zevran deserves better than Anders, but I could kind of see it. This is fair. This is something I just thought of. This is a total crack ship. Um, in Awakening, in Awakening, both Anders and Ogren are very into like drinking. And I feel like, I feel like there's some chemistry there that like if they both got drunk, really drunk, they would try it, end up together, wake up the next morning and be like, what happened here? I could be about it. So I could see, I could see the case for Anders and Ogren. That dialogue is almost real. I swear. There is dialogue where Anders explains why mages all wear robes. And he's like, ease of access, because we need to do it when we have time to do it. And Ogren's like, really? So, you know. Yeah, Ogren's like intrigued. I I can see it. Thank you. Thank you. That was not on my list of actual ones that I came up with, FYI. <laughs> um Lewis, are you the last one other than me? Uh I I think so, but whatever I had in my brain has just gone after Cash said Alistair and Zevran. It's gone. <laughs> That's fair. I get that. Um Understandable. So I I do have a couple of my own that um, I will just present and you all can weigh in on and uh, tell me what you think if I am off my rocker or not. So the first one I have, which is actually 
legitimate is Cassandra and Varric. Thank you, Austin. I feel like they have so much chemistry in Two and Inquisition, especially in the smutty literature scene, right? Like, there's no way, there's no way um, that there's not a little something there. So that's that's my first one. I also think there, there's really something there for me personally about, it's not quite enemies to lovers, but it is this like opposites attract sunshine and grumpy, sunshine man and grumpy woman that I just love. So there's that. That's my first one. Um. My second one, coming back to Alistair, is Alistair and Bethany, if they're both wardens, I feel like they have this innocence, um, sunshine, both sunshine characters that would just really mesh well together. I also feel like they have a lot in common, um, being like from that part of Ferelden. And just like having to escape and fight the blight and all of that, I feel like they would have a lot of similarities. And then my last one, this there's only one reason. Well, two things that I have um, arguments for this. First of all, prefacing this with my first argument, Morrigan is not straight. That is the first thing that I just need us to establish. Morgan is not straight. Second of all, Morgan and Liliana, I totally ship it because of in Inquisition, when Morgan shows back up, she is wearing the dress. The dress that she's wearing is in dialogue and origins. Liliana is like, oh, you know, if you just got this dress, like accentuate your features, wear gold, like you would be so beautiful. And that's the dress that Morgan is wearing in Inquisition. So I ship it. There is no mind. heterosexual explanation for that. You reminded Ex me of mine. It was Liliana and Morgan. <laughs> Yes. If you have more um, actual legitimate reasons other than just the dress, please feel free. I, I didn't really have additional reasons. It's just like they, they, the chemistry felt there. I would like to point out Fair. that I recently uh, did a playthrough like towards the end with the lands meet and you get stuck in Port Dracon and I had Morgan and Liliana come rescue me and they both disguised themselves as Chantry sisters. And it's hilarious. It is the best rescue scene out of all of them. I haven't done all of them, but already the best. Good to know. I love that. Um, did anyone have any other thoughts before we go to Steven? All right. Uh, let's move on because I don't have time for that one. Steven, what is um, your ship that you wish, NPCs that you wish got together? Um, hey, uh, sorry for cutting out like that. My uh, PC froze up, so I had to move to my phone. Um, no worries. But anyway, um, I'm sure you've already probably mentioned uh, Cassandra and Varric as one. Um, that's one, and that's the one that was at the top of my list. Um, but another one that I thought would be interesting and probably a hot take because nobody likes him, but um, Carver and um, Merrill, because I mean, it would it'd be interesting because it's the um, Templar type character who's not a fan of blood mages. 
and Meryl, who is a blood mage, but there's already uh, proof in uh, Dragon Age 2 that he does have a crush on Meryl. And um, and also this last um, playthrough that I've been doing of Dragon Age 2, I went with a uh, mage hawk, so I've had I've been able to experience Carver as a character. And even though he is honestly really annoying, he's got a deeper character to him than I think a lot of people give credit for, give him credit for. And being able to see him grow throughout the game and the DLCs, I think makes him a good character. And I've always had, a thing for um, uh, redemption arcs, which I think they do well for him. And then, of course, Meryl being the uh, bubbly type just really plays off his stoic. Or I don't know if stoic is the right word, but their personalities kind of play off each other. Yeah, I do agree with that. And I think, I don't know if you were in here when I was talking about the, like, there's a grumpy character and a sunshine character, and I love it when they get together. I feel like that's another example of that for sure. Only Carver is the grumpy one and Meryl, of course, is the sunshine one. So um, I I think that's a great example. And I um, I do agree that... Carver was not given enough development in the game. Um, Lewis said that in chat. So I for sure agree with that. I also, I just, I struggle with Carver, but I do think that he's a really good example of like your annoying sibling that you have a contentious relationship with. Like, so I think he is good, like a good example of that. Whoever was writing that did an excellent job at portraying that. That is for sure. But I also wanted to say, so in the game, if you don't romance Isabella or Fenris, they hook up. They don't necessarily like date or get into a relationship. They just hook up. But I really hate that, actually, um, because like Isabella, like dealt in slavery and and all this stuff. And I just don't see them getting along at all in that way. Um, so, but I think, I think that Isabella and Meryl should be the ones to get together, um, instead of Isabella and Fenris, if you don't romance any of them, because they already have like, I don't want to say kind of a flirtationship, but like almost in some of the companion banter and dialogue into. So I feel like they should get together more than Isabella and, um, Fenris. I think the funniest thing about all of the Dragon Age 2 potential romances that we could see, because looking at Bethany, if you have her in her party and you have Sebastian, she completely flirts with Sebastian. Carver is totally into Meryl. And then, of course, most people from what I've seen in the fandom are all like, oh, Hawk and Fenris, whether it's male or female. It all stems from the fact that their their parents are Leandra is a Kirkwall noblewoman who fell in love with a circle mage. They opposites attract is literally part of their DNA. That's a really good point. I very much agree. I have an actual answer now. Oh, okay. Let's hear it. Win and Knight Commander Gregor. 
Okay, that's that's implied in game though. Okay, but it's not official. It's not in canon. He's it's also the not, father of her baby. It, that is just implied in the world of Thetis. How many people have read here have read the world of Thetis? Raise your hand. All of us. Not all of us, but a lot of us. Anyway, I also think this would be a funny drunken hookup would be Nathaniel Howe and Vivian. Can you just explain why, please? Because I don't see it. Um, Because, like, well, Nathaniel Howe is obviously, like, the son and heir to, like, a great noble family in Ferelden. And, like, Vivian does like power. But I feel like she wouldn't view Nathaniel as, like, having power because he's Nathaniel. Have you ever even met Nathaniel in game? Yes. Everyone here saw me do it on stream. I've seen okay, him okay. both in Awakening and I've done the scenes with him in Dragon Age 2. All right. Respect. See, I ship Dragon Age Awakening Anders with Nathaniel. I could see that. I'm still on my Anders and Ogren kick over here. <laughs> now that would be an interesting thruple. <laughs> that sounds like it smells terrible. I feel like there's nobody else <laughs> as bad enough for Ogren except for Anders. Ouch. <laughs> I feel like that's an insult to Anders. Like, I don't think he deserves it that much, frankly. <gasps> Poor Psyche. <laughs> Psyche, do you like Anders? I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, I may have only talked about him for like an hour and a half that one time. It was fine. Well, I feel like we've devolved into even more chaos. So, Austin, um, before we wrap it up, do you want to or patrons, do you guys want to um, plug yourselves and what whatever you're doing these days? Yeah, so we'll do the same order. We'll start with uh, Lizzie. I will hopefully in the next week, because I think I finally have all my equipment I need, be streaming on Twitch again. So you can find me at twitch.tv slash LVCC13. And I will hopefully also, if I have the attention span, be starting a YouTube channel where you can see some of my adventures in Japan. And also I'm actually going to start recording my streams now. So I don't lose them forever. You can find me on Instagram at Lewis Hackfeth. That's H-A-C-K-F-A-T-H. You can find me on my two podcasts, the MCU Lorecast and the Mass Effect Blue Shift tabletop RPG. Uh, yeah. Capricorn Tower. You can find me in the Discord, which you should join. Hi, I am Kolka. Uh, join the Discord because it is an amazing place on the internet and it is as much fun as this episode has been. Hello, um, I am Crimson Knight on Discord. Hello, I'm on the Discord where I'm probably 50% of the chaos. Well, thank you all for being here. Thank you for coming on and sharing your time with us and sharing your, all your amazing thoughts about Dragon Age and its potential love happenings i guess is what i'll call it thank you all um thank you to lewis h as our nut king patron who gets shouted out at the end of every episode as well and thank you all for listening to the dragon age Lorecast. we will see you next week thanks for listening to the dragon age Lorecast. you can find us on twitter at da Lorecast. If you have any lore questions, topics to unpack, or side character suggestions, join our Cups Podcasting and More Discord server. It's easily the best place on the internet.
You can also support us financially through our Patreon. You can find us there on patreon.com slash dragonagelorecast. The Dragon Age Lorecast is part of the Robots Radio Network. For more information about the Robots Radio Network, join the Discord server via the link in our episode description. If you enjoyed the show or learned something new today, please subscribe, leave us a review, and join the Patreon. And if you enjoyed our intro and outro music, give a big thank you to Pipe Man Studios. Thank you, Pipe Man. Thanks again for listening to the Dragon Age Lorecast. We'll see you next time. Hi, I'm Aaron. And I'm Ariel. And we're the hosts of the Legend of Zelda Lorecast, podcast about all things Legend of Zelda, from Errol to Zora. And all the fun things in between. If you're ready to dive deep and learn more about the Legend of Zelda lore and everything surrounding it, come join us on Legend of Zelda Lorecast. You can find us on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, and wherever else you get your podcasts. We hope to see you soon.